WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked to a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Governor Gretchen Whitmer has announced another $6 million investment in the state's Michigan Reconnect and Futures for Frontliners program to help adults without a college degree earn one at a community college with free tuition. She said today, in addition to tuition, many prospective college students in the state face obstacles like transportation, the cost of books, child care, and high-speed internet access. And so today I'm excited to announce a new effort in partnership with the Michigan Community Colleges and Tribal Colleges to help alleviate those impediments. The Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunities working with community colleges and tribal colleges to have grant agreements in place by the end of July. The grants will be $550 per student. To be eligible for the grants, students must be Michigan Reconnect or Futures for Frontliner Scholarship participants, have completed at least one semester with a respective scholarship program, or be enrolled in or enrolling for a following qualifying semester. Andrews University is working on a study of racial disparities in the inmate population at the Berrien County Jail. Dr. Larry Feldman with Berrien County Allpact tells us the idea came about during a meeting some months ago. Allpact is working with the university to understand why the percentage of black jail inmates is higher than the percentage of the county's population that's black. African Americans are 40 to 45 percent of the jail population depending on the year and they're approximately 14 percent of the Berrien County overall population. Berrien County Sheriff Paul Bailey tells us he thinks good come good could come from the study. If that study comes out that way, then we need to see why is that happening and what can we do with programs so that we don't see them uh, violating the law and coming to jail. I think it's a positive thing. We don't want anybody coming to jail. I'm hoping that we can have different alternative programs out there to help anybody change their lives around. Bailey said the study will take into account state sentencing guidelines, which often determine whether someone is sentenced to jail. Feldman says they'll look at the length of the jail stay, the number of charges, and whether an inability to make bail contributed to African-American jail rates. Andrews University is working with the county and Interfaith Action of Southwest Michigan on the study. It'll be pu- it will publish its findings when the study is complete. The Michigan Department of Transportation has started work on an I-94 project that will have one lane closed in each direction for the next several months. Additionally, a lane of Pipestone Street under the I-94 bridge is closed, making for a tight fit through. MDOT spokesperson Nick Sharipa tells us Pipestone will also have to totally close at certain points throughout the project. As those happen, I'll know in advance and be able to let folks know when, when those total closures will take place. But as we're doing that work, obviously folks who drive that on a regular basis, they'll see those signs go up. I mean, we'll put those digital message signs up uh, ahead of time and let folks know when they're coming. So they'll have some advance warning as they're driving on a regular basis. Sharipa says the work that just started will mean the addition of crossovers, widening some bridges, and adding lanes to bridges on the highway. It's all to prepare for the real work, which is set to start next year. He says that's when the whole highway will be reconstructed. The overall project's cost is an estimated $153 million. The City of South Haven Police Department announced Wednesday the Dykeman Bridge will be closed for a period of time before, during, and after the July 3rd fireworks show. The last bridge opening prior to the show will be 9.30 p.m. Marine patrol units will then close the Black River Channel to boat traffic until after the show. The fireworks are scheduled to start about 10.25 p.m. and last about 20 minutes. According to Police Chief Natalie Thompson, the bridge will remain open for pedestrian and vehicle traffic for about 30 minutes. 
At 11.15 p.m., the bridge will be raised to allow boat traffic to pass for about an hour. Vehicle and pedestrian traffic will not be able to cross the bridge until boat traffic is cleared. If you're tired of potholes, now you can do something about them and get paid. The Road Commission, in Oakland County anyway, is hiring frontline workers like truck drivers and road construction workers. Senior Communications Manager Greg Bryson says despite the current abundance of potholes, it's not the reason more workers are needed. We have potholes because the, the roads are aging and, and we need to repave more roads, which we're, we're trying to do, but it's an ongoing process. Bryson says new hires will need a commercial driver's license with an air brake endorsement to CDLA and will make up to $18 an hour. That's to start out, $24 an hour after a bit with full benefits. You can apply at the Oakland County's Road Commission's website. More than 2,600 lead water service lines have to be replaced by the city of Niles, and utilities manager Jeff Dunlap says they don't have the money to pay for it. Dunlap tells our partners that WSBT just replacing the lines as required by the state will cost $18 million, and that'll rise to more than $26 million with the cost of updating water meters and fire hydrants. The city council has approved applying with the state for a low-interest loan, and they'll find out in August if they're approved. They were not approved for the same loan for their dam project, which cost $12 million. If the loan is approved, it'll cost taxpayers $1.50 a month for every $3 million borrowed for the next 20 years. If you're planning to travel on the 4th of July, you won't be alone as the number of people are expected to hit the road for the extended holiday weekends. Expected to be the highest in three years. The projections we're saying is uh, nearing or exceeding pre-pandemic levels, so we definitely could go past those levels. But I would say the most important thing for people to realize is that your experience as a traveler is going to be similar to your experience in 2019. So don't go to the airport expecting uh, some of those pandemic era, uh, no crowd experiences. There's going to be a lot of people, there's going to be delays, and you should be prepared for that. That's a TSA spokesperson, Jessica Maley. She says if you're flying this weekend, you should arrive at the airport two hours before your flight is scheduled to leave. And a Michigan State Police trooper has been awarded the Medal of Valor and a Purple Heart for his actions during an incident while he was working for the Niles MSP post. State police say on October 6th of 2021, Trooper Jason DeVries conducted a traffic stop and placed the driver into custody for not having a driver's license. When DeVries went to search the man's vehicle, the suspect pulled out a gun and shot him in the leg. After being shot, DeVries and the suspect fell to the ground in a struggle, and DeVries was able to reach for his own gun. He shot the suspect twice. Other troopers responded to the scene and got the suspect into custody. Trooper DeVries received his award at a reception in northern Michigan this week. State police say, quote, the courage and heroic actions demonstrated by Trooper DeVries undoubtedly saved lives, including his own. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. During a meeting between the two countries at the NATO summit in Spain this week, President Biden thanked Turkish President Erdogan for lifting Turkey's objections to Sweden and Finland joining NATO. This does allow the last two countries to move forward in their application process. ABC's Karen Travers is traveling with the president and has the latest from Madrid. President Biden met on the sidelines of the NATO summit with Turkey's President Erdogan and expressed his appreciation for Turkey dropping its objections to Finland and Sweden joining NATO. I want to particularly thank you for uh, what you did putting together the situation with regard to Finland and Sweden. The president also thanked Erdogan for his work to try and get grain out of Ukraine. Ukraine is one of the world's biggest grain exporters, but Russia's blockade of the Black Sea is preventing 90% of its grain from getting out. Karen Travers, ABC News, traveling with the president in Madrid. 
Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he will take action to prevent another mass tragedy like the one in San Antonio this week that's taken 53 lives. Migrants were found in the back of a hot tractor trailer. Abbott says the Border Patrol is overwhelmed and he blames deaths on President Biden for not giving enough money to the Border Patrol. Abbott says the truck carrying the migrants drove right into the U.S. The truck passed through a border point checkpoint. It was not inspected. That's because Border Patrol didn't have the resources to be able to inspect all the trucks. So Abbott says Texas state troopers will start random border checkpoints looking inside trucks entering the U.S. With millions of Americans trying to decipher how last week's Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade will affect their lives, many states without their own laws in the books are starting to have those conversations as well. More from ABC's Devin Dwyer. Certainly 16 states plus the District of Columbia enacted protections, explicit protections for abortion rights prior to the Supreme Court's decision. But a number of these middle ground states, Ohio, Virginia, very fierce debate underway there with a much more divided state government, governors uh, on the ballot this fall in many cases. So that's something to watch. The nation's last living Medal of Honor recipient from World War II has died. Herschel Woody Williams was 98 when he died at a VA hospital in West Virginia that bears his name. Williams was awarded the Medal of Honor for his heroism at the Battle of Iwo Jima when, as a Marine, he repeatedly held off Japanese forces with a flamethrower. His heroism earned him one of the 473 Medals of Honor awarded during World War II. Bombshell testimony from former Meadows aide Cassidy Hutchinson yesterday saw the 26-year-old recounting how she was told that former President Donald Trump ordered a security detail to take him to the Capitol on the afternoon of January 6th, something former Baltimore Mayor Stephanie Rawlings-Blake told ABC News could be reiterated by additional testimonies during the July hearings. That's if the House committee can reach those who have so far been hesitant to appear. The ending of that hearing when we heard um, from uh, the vice chair of the committee um, signaling to those who have been reticent to testify. We know that you've been threatened. We know that um, you you um, you might be afraid um, where Kate, um, Cassidy Hutch and, um, Hudson was the dot connector. There are a lot more people that are out there that I believe can also mm. fill in the spaces between those lines. R. Kelly, who was convicted of running a criminal enterprise that sexually abused and psychologically manipulated victims, will spend 30 years in prison. U.S. Attorney Brianna Peace said the outcome should prove justice does not recognize wealth or fame. Prosecutors said that the R&B singer relied on his fame to repeatedly entice, exploit, and abuse women, girls, and boys over a period of decades. And the next James Bond will be very different from the last James Bond. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. A reinvention of James Bond is coming, so says longtime Bond producer Barbara Broccoli. She tells Deadline they don't have a script for the next film and they can't come up with one until they decide how to approach the next film because it's a reinvention of Bond. They're reinventing who he is, she says, and that takes time. And she claims no one specific is in the running to take over for Daniel Craig, who ended his run with last year's No Time to Die, which made just over three quarters of a billion dollars worldwide. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.